1: everybody welcome and thank you for listening to this episode of marriage therapy radio my name is zach brittle i'm here with laura heck i do want to say a special and specific thank you to our listeners Um, we know many of you by name sometimes we think there's only about a half a dozen of you but last week uh, was the second most downloaded episode of marriage therapy radio ever i don't know if there was anything especially special about that episode but it does signal to us that you're out there that you appreciate what we have to offer and that keeps us going so i really do want to say thank you um, you know, sometimes Laura and I start these episodes with a plan. We have this idea of what we want to talk about. Maybe we even mapped it out. That's actually what was happening in this episode, but uh, we started talking and the plan went out the window and we just started kind of connecting about things that were on our mind. These are sometimes my favorite episodes, especially because they come from interactions that Laura and I might have with our clients during the week. I had some very cool conversations with uh, some clients that I love uh, about things that were going on for them. end. We talk about the three reasons that couples fight. We also talk about conversations that are uh, without consequence, but that aren't inconsequential. That's a fun topic for me. Laura's on the road. She's prepping for a big talk. So she's got some stuff on her mind. As always, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. You're busy. You're on the road, but you're not on vacation. I want to make sure everybody knows you're not on vacation. Yeah.
0: That's the distinction I have to make with my own husband. Although he finds a way to make his, his business trips very vacation. Like,
1: well, I was like, Laura, if you don't want to, if you don't want to record today, it's fine. Like, why don't you just go? And you're like, no, I think I'll be bored in my hotel room by myself. And I was like, that sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. It's actually I would been love
1: to be bored in a hotel uh-huh. room by myself right now. It'd be like the most amazing thing.
0: It's pretty awesome. I have to say, although it's a three hour time change, I'm, I'm in Connecticut. And so I woke up and I'm like, oh, geez, the day is burning. It's like nine, nine o'clock in the morning. Actually, it was eight o'clock in the morning here. And which means that I had really woken up at five o'clock my time. I was really it just mm-hmm. ugh, time zone changes are the worst. Where exactly are you? I'm in West Hartford. Okay. And I told if I get outside, that would be phenomenal. Um, but I'm also kind of like uh, ambulatorily uh, limited right now. Is that a word? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it'll be a fly into the airport, Uber to the hotel, stay in the hotel, Uber back to the airport. And that's about all I'm going to get of Hartford. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have to tell you, like, I I have this presentation that I'm doing. I'm so excited. Um, One of my favorite things. I'm excited because I don't think that this group knows what's coming. (laughs) Okay. I don't uh I don't think that they I think that's the best I do too. I mean I I'm gonna kind of explain like, hey, you know, you might have come here thinking that I was gonna talk at you for three hours. And it turns out I'm a couples, you know, therapist and you're gonna talk to your partner for three hours. Ha ha. Uh, uh. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna be like, uh, can I have another uh vodka tonic, please? But um <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited about that. But I didn't realize that I was invited as the presenter to come to the one hour. Uh, meet and greet social hour, mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. nails on a chalkboard to Laura Heck. That is where like literally as I'm talking about it, I'm I'm not breathing anymore.
1: <sighs> yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. the
0: introvert in me, it just wants to hide in the corner and I want people to approach me and say, hi, you're the only one in this room. I don't know. And I'm like, hi, yeah," but I'm going to have yeah. to be, you know, social. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Yeah. I had to, you know, I had the same thing this weekend. Uh, we had the high school booster club auction. Okay. Like, so it was maybe, I don't know, 300 people in a room. Yeah. And like cheerleaders were there and there was a marching band playing and there was, you know, a little silent auction and there was alcohol was flowing. And I was like, please God kill me right now. Please, would you please just kill me right now? Because my Re- Rebecca was like, Totally in her element, just like, and everybody was so happy to be together, yeah. but I was, just, I was the MC. So I just, Shut I did. Shut the I just, front I just,
0: door. You were the MC? Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. I was like, I, I know what job I can do. I'll just be the MC. And I was the auctioneer. I was the guy who was like, and hey, looking for 1000. Who's got 1000? Give me 1500. Can I get 1500? Who's got, See, they were I would love I did that. I
0: love being. Yeah. It,
1: You're going to be great.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. But You're it's different. It is. Di- oh, I just had this conversation with someone. It was like a light bulb moment for all of us where they said i am this is kind of a an introvert extrovert um but before i get there i just want to say i think you would be an amazing auctioneer an amazing MC. i was all right i think it was amazing I did
1: pretty good i had this joke uh, i was
0: gonna ask like how many dad jokes were sprinkled <laughs> so throughout? many i bet <laughs> so I bet. many how many of them were the
1: lady the lady none <laughs> the lady who hired me was like um Super conservative, like just really like uh, politically, religiously conservative. And I was giving her such a hard time, like the whole week mm-hmm. up to I was like, can I make a joke about this? Can I make fun of these people? Can I do that? And she was like, she kept looking at me like, please, God, don't don't ruin my whole life. Yeah. But I got up there and I was like, hey, I just want to welcome you guys all to the uh, the Sherwood Booster Club. And speaking of boosters, I'd like to check in with everybody about their vaccine status. And I swear to God, the room was like dead
0: silent. Nobody. Dead silent. Nobody laughed. Did anybody walk on stage and slap you? That's all I just need to know. I was
1: like, I was like, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not allowed to talk about religion or politics or what's the other controversial thing. And I was like, Russell Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) And then everybody laughed because... uh,
0: Cause it is. We don't
1: know what we're gonna, how we feel about Russell Wilson.
0: Yeah, we don't talk about Russell, Russell, Russell. Yeah, get it. If you know, you know.
1: <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um. Okay.
1: No, it was fun. I sold some stuff.
0: I was just gonna say, I bet you made some money, some dollar bills.
1: We did good. We did
0: good. Can I t- just explain? We didn't come in with this any any sort of plan, but I thought this was an interesting distinction. I tell my couples that I will never disclose. You on the podcast, but I might talk about what I'm seeing. And this was like such a game changer where I have partners that have fundamental differences. One's an introvert, one's an extrovert. And Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. says, She doesn't like people. She goes, That's not true. I do like people. And he, uh, or no, she said, I don't like people. And he said, I disagree. She is constantly with people in groups. She is like the president of this organization. She's the, uh, you know, like, Secretary of this organization, and she has the blah, 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 in this organization. I said, Okay, so here's the difference. And this is similar to Laura Heck, and maybe to you too, is that it's painful to walk into a room where your role is not defined. Like, yeah, I'm, 100%. I am 100% on fire when I am the presenter and I'm on the stage. But if you put yep. me in a room with those people and I don't have a defined role and I'm just amongst a sea of people, that's where I shrink and I get uncomfortable. And so with this particular woman, she thrives and, l- and creates her community of connection around these organizations where she has a designated and specific role. And that's how she thrives. And I pointed that out and both of them were like, mind yeah. blown. And I was just like, okay, so how do you use that information in your relationship to be able to create safety and connection among like in the outside world? And he was like, so she just has to have a role. And I'm like, but bingo, like put her as the host of the party, the MC, the whatever mm-hmm. it might be. And she will thrive mm-hmm. because she knows her role and it's a safe connection place to be at. But I think we have that in common of needing to have a designated yeah. role.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't know what to do, then I will, I will, I'll, I'll flounder. Yeah. Um, the hardest part of the of the auction was that it was during the Duke UNC game. Uh-oh. Um, so I was like, okay, two things. One, do not I said, don't do this. And I said, the second thing is do not tell me the score of the Duke UNC game. And wouldn't you know somebody freaking told me the score of the Duke UNC game.
0: While you were up there?
1: No, after the after it was over. They're like, you did oh. great. And 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 oh, I was like, oh, whatever.
0: And Duke lost.
1: Duke lost, which was great. I, I'm just happy for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you have something that you wanted to talk about today that's going to help couples? Just curious. <laughs> We're at the eight minute mark.
1: <laughs> Who? What?
0: what? What's the purpose of this podcast? <laughs> why do we... <laughs> Just catching up with my buddy, Zach. You know that Zach and I are huge fans of getting support. And that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, relationships, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor, with the ability to communicate when and how you want, whether it be messaging, through the phone, or video conferencing. The matching process is quick, but thorough. Look, I know that a lot of therapists are booked out and difficult to get into, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you are supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com, M-T-R. So it's trybetterhelp.com forward slash M-T-R to register with BetterHelp. T-R-Y B-E-T-T-E-R help help.com forward slash MTR. And you receive a special discount as a marriage therapy radio listener.
1: I was thinking about a lot of things, but even this idea of the role thing is, mm-hmm. uh, it comes back to me. I've been having this conversation a lot. And I feel like maybe we've done this already, but just how important it is to understand the role that each of you have in whatever conversation you're having. And this comes from so many different spaces and places, but like one really easy one is when you get into a complicated uh, conversation or something that's going awry, who is there, right? Is it the parent, the adult, or the child? Mm -hmm. Um, And again, we've talked about this a whole bunch of times, but yesterday just had this really, really rich conversation with a couple. Um, And I loved, I love how it played out because they got into a fight or an argument or a TIF or whatever it is about a phone call, a phone call to a storage unit company and the storage unit company. And you know, it was because it was because of, it was, well, actually I was about to say it was because of stuff. It well, was because of stuff. It was because of stuff and space. So they're having this conversation that was problematic about the storage unit. But what was really going on for them was that they were triggered by stuff and space as empty nesters who were trying to figure out what to do with their kids stuff Mm -hmm. and whether or not to host this, turn this one bedroom into a guest bedroom for their son who was probably not ever moving home again. And like, but they, when they got to that part um, and were able to differentiate between, it was really two children who were bickering about the storage unit phone call. (laughs) Um, But then the two adults started talking to each other and their roles became really clear, man, they, they did really rich and beautiful work. And so I don't know if that's exactly it. Yeah. Or just like acknowledging and kind of having these moments. Like the reason I said, um, "Do we hit record already? But the reason I said, (laughs) they don't know what's coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. uh, Earlier. You're like, they don't know. I think that's the best part when people have an experience that they don't know what's coming. They're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I did not see that coming. And maybe that's what's happening now as your, as your couples are driving to this event and they're like, what Mm -hmm. are we doing? What is this thing? And why are we going to this? Yeah. Um, for them to have an experience where they go, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Which is what happened yesterday. But, but I think the reason it didn't happen is because they lacked role clarity around, you know, who was in this conversation and what was, and what was meant to, what they were meant to accomplish.
0: Yeah. You know, that's, I, I like the, I have actually used that language most recently with a couple of mine um, where we were talking through you know, kind of similar, right? Talking through a tough conversation uh, that didn't go well. And they replayed it back for me and I was like, well, who showed up for that conversation? We've already named one of them the mm-hmm. 16-year-old girl, right? Like what the who mm-hmm. shows up is not the child. It's the snarky, you know, smart-ass 16-year-old girl that is like, you know, like yeah. huffy. And, yeah. uh, and the problem is that that 16-year-old girl is really stinking activating to her partner yeah so you know it, it was interesting that we kind of dissected that and i said all right so like what was the role who showed up and i was like ah i see that's mm-hmm. really tough to have a good in like good conversation if if you've already given the reins over to your 16 year old girl like mm-hmm. maybe it's time for you to tell her to take a break um and that's important
1: well and yeah i think it totally is and i think part of the you know the first step in any of that whole process is awareness. Right. Right. Because she kept yes. going, Well, how do I get my adult? How do I get my adult to come? And how do I get my adult to come? And I was like, you know, that's actually like part four. But part one is when you know that one or both of you is just not there. Yeah. Just not there. You mm-hmm. gotta figure out how to just kind of stop. And they're like, how do I do that? And and for me, I was like, I think early on in the in the in the process, when you're just learning how to do that, you have to invoke your expert, like Zach and Laura, or in that case, it was me in the room and just go, oh, this is that thing Zach would tell us to do. Or, oh, I think this is the thing they were talking about on the podcast. Like you Mm -hmm. almost have to like ridiculously intervene in yourself Mm -hmm. in the same way you would if you were like, I don't know, your foot's hurt or something, right? Like, um, at some point you have to say how, what did my trainer tell me to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom told me to run like this. Tom told me to do like,
0: I love invoke- that you named him Tom. Cause Tom is quite literally the name of any trainer I've ever had in my life.
1: Yeah, I know. I know this. That's love maps. We have good love maps. Like- no, we do. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, but you know what I mean? Like almost to go, the reason I'm doing this is because Tom said, Oh yeah, that's the problem. Not mm-hmm. because you've mastered the skill yet. Right. Because I think people want to get to that part. They want to get to mastery. Right. No, you got to do um,
0: just awareness. Step one.
1: Totally. Totally. Uh, okay. We're starting like step one as if, as though I somehow know what step two, three and four are. Right.
0: I know <laughs> like, we're not actually going to get to any of the other steps. Just awareness no, is step here's one. A, here's
1: a key thing that I think is important. I love this because you know, I love wordplay, but um, <laughs> remedial if it sounds remedial to invoke your therapist. Like that sounds like a remedial task or like something that's really basic. Even tonight when you're when you're talking to these people who are highly, highly competent in their field, right. their chosen field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're gonna say, Hey, I want you to do these super duper basic things. Right. Um, that there's gonna have this feeling that it's remedial, but the mm-hmm. c- but the word remedial and remedy have the same root. They're the same. So yeah, you could be like, This might feel remedial, but but I, but it's actually really real. When when we talk about how to correct flaws. I think it was Newt Rockney maybe he was like blocking and tackling, blocking and tackling, blocking and tackling. That's Mm -hmm. what we do in football, you know, and we have to get back to those just really super duper basic things. And if you don't have those skills at the ready, yes, invoke your podcast, invoke your therapist, invoke Mm -hmm. that speaker that was on stage last night, you know, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. because learning, knowing that I'm not in my best skin. Yeah. Is just the beginning. Uh,
0: So the, this, I guess with step one, the tip that I would give and the one that I, ask for folks, like if you're driving down the road right now and you're listening to this and you're kind of like, Hmm, okay. So how do I do step one? I would say, name the thing that shows up for you. Like there is a part of Laura Heck that shows up, um, when I'm not in my best self. And I, you know, I'm trying to think, I'm like, well, how old is that person? Like, what do they look like? What are they wearing? What's the experience? And generally that like that piece of me that shows up is a fear of taking risks, um, doesn't have a growth mindset, is pretty stuck and rigid. Like that's Mm -hmm. the human being that shows up. And when I think about who that person is, it's Laura Heck at about mm, 10 years old. I would mm-hmm. say is like my 10 year old self. And where does that come from? Comes from a childhood of not having a ton of certainty and a lot of change. And so what made me feel really good when I was 10 years old was consistency, was rigidity, was predictability. And so when I'm not at my best self, I rely on that 10 year old coming out. And that 10 mm-hmm. year old is like not a very fun partner to be with. And a lot of times it's a no That's where I say a lot of no's to my partner, to my husband, or to my child. So I guess, like, who is that 10 year old child? What would I name her? So this is me starting to uncover so that I can have some awareness when that 10 year old is showing up. So I don't, uh, so I'm thinking, okay, what was the nickname that I had when I was a little girl? Well, Actually, little Laura is what a lot of people called me because my mom's name is Laura as well. So Mm -hmm. it was big Laura and little Laura. She didn't love the big part, but you know (laughs) what? That's you named me. So that's what you get. So I would say little Laura shows up and the awareness is when I'm in that conversation with my partner and I'm saying a lot of no's and I'm pretty stinking rigid and I'm looking for some, I don't know, predictability, I can say, ah, dang, there she is. Like little Laura has shown up yeah. and I like giving a name and a persona to that piece of you. That's showing up because I think it's a lot easier to recognize and to do that stage one, that step one.
1: Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think the other thing that you, you kind of keyed onto me before is um I think about this book that we recommended a million times. It's called, we've had this fight before. Mm. And it's the notion that couples don't have 300 fights. They have three fights. And um, it reminded me that, um, and I, and I stole the premise and I, and I changed it a little bit because I realized that people often are, uh, here, here's what I'm trying to say. It, once you kind of are aware of who's showing up, you have to kind of understand why you're showing up. Like right. when you get into a conversation about say a storage unit in, in, in this new premise that I'm towing with, there's one of three things that are happening. You, you are digging into your preference. That'd be number one.
0: Please tell me there's two more P's coming up. There
1: definitely are two more P's. I
0: I know you so well. Go
1: Um, on. We have good, we have good love maps. Yeah, we do.
0: Um,
1: No preference. Like the reason I think this about the storage unit is because little Laura established this preference. Like just, she had this thing that she learned about um, stuff or
0: Mm -hmm. space.
1: Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whatever. The second one is about uh, precedent. Mm-hmm. Meaning this is kind of what's coming before. We've always done it this way. Why wouldn't we do it? Why why it, where's this idea for change come on? But yeah. the third one is about pain, mm. right? So when, when Claudia Groff grounds, who wrote the book, wrote it, she talked about how people have the fight. Why aren't you more like me? Why aren't you more like my family? And why can't you hear my pain? When, when, when you can stop an argument and go, Hey, ultimately what we're talking about here is just what we prefer. hmm and now we have to talk about like why do I prefer that or where does that come from? Or right. should we flip a coin? Or like mm-hmm. what is the right because there's no right or wrong. In this case, that it was about whether or not to get one that was had controlled heating.
0: Yeah. Cause it costs <laughs> a little bit more every month.
1: Costs a little bit more, and maybe there's some stuff. And I don't know. I feel like this is a better preference. Like so, but then they're digging, <laughs> but they're going off on this like whole thing, you know? And then there's precedent. Precedent would be well, we got one with controlled heating before, or we didn't, and the papers got ruined. It did, you know, or right. maybe it's just like my family always owned. And in fact, for him, his part of the argument was he has emptied out so many storage units from friends who have passed away,
0: oh, and wow. found it
1: so depressing and like mm. um, unnecessary that mm-hmm. stuff took over so mm-hmm. much. You know, whatever. So for him, the precedent was around how useless this activity of storing stuff is. Wow. You know, but yeah. then there's pain and the pain was coming from, the, like I said before, the empty the, nesting, the empty nesting part. Yeah. And so they're talking about the storage unit. Yeah. But all of these preferences and precedents and pain points are in, in competition. And they, and when they finally stopped long enough to go,
0: oh, oh. okay,
1: we're talking about $30, right? We're talking about $30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does know? that really matter? What you know? matters
0: is what's underneath. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess it was $30 a month or a quarter or something. I don't remember exactly, but when they finally put a label on that, we weren't talking about $30. We were talking mm-hmm. about our entire the constructed medium. persona.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and both of them were really going into some childish places and spaces. Um,
0: How did you get them to that space? Because it sounds like they showed up unaware of what their roles were at home, like left to their own devices. They're, you know, teenage self or their little Laura or whatever was showing up and that's what they were showing up to have this debate about. But then somehow in your office, did you clarify like, Hey, at this point, we're going to have a hard conversation and I need for both of you to choose the role that's going to best fit with speaking to your adult partner?
1: No, very specifically. Um, we went through aftermath of a fight.
0: Yes. Um,
1: so good. So, uh, for context, aftermath of a fight is one of the kind of the scripted, uh, rules-based conversations that you can learn within the Gottman method that really is about processing an event and trying to make sure that we have a context to prevent that from happening again in the future. So yeah. we went through that step-by-step step, um, which they had done several times and kind of, I was like, well, why don't we try aftermath and see what happens here? And then they, um, what's cool about it is that they, because they've done it several times, they've kind of gotten a little bit better at it and it's evolved and it um like we were able to parachute out of the actual script into kind of the, the deeper stuff. And I think Mm -hmm. what I would say to couples who are curious about that is this stuff is just stuff you practice, you practice, you get better. I mean, it's just a skill learning how to process conflict is just a skill that you can practice and get better. And for them, it was really, really deeply rewarding. I, I think I haven't said this to you yet. Have I talked to you about how, uh, I've been playing with this other thing about how I think people need to have more conversations that are people need to have couples need to have more conversations that are without consequence, but aren't inconsequential. Did I tell you this yet?
0: Hold on. The people need to know. Okay. Please. So, okay.
1: We need to basically, we need to have more conversations that are just, just for fun.
0: Right. But okay. that aren't
1: shallow. Okay. Like we go outside and we talk about the weather. That's a conversation that has no consequences and that's also inconsequential. Uh-huh. But if we talk about like.
0: Meaningful okay, you conversation. Know how, yeah. But
1: you know how I've always said like, um, who's your best friend in fourth grade? Yeah. I've changed this question too. if you think back to fourth grade, you Laura, think back to fourth grade. Okay. If you were on the playground in the fourth grade.
0: Yeah.
1: What were you doing? Uh, I don't
0: know. Having a great time playing wall ball.
1: Okay. You're playing wall ball with like two or three other people. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Some people were standing right next to the teacher. Some people were sitting on a bench, reading a book. Some people Mm -hmm. were playing the big team yard game that everyone was playing. Right. And some of us, most of us are still doing some version of whatever we were doing on the fourth grade. Yeah. Right. So we could take your wall ball thing and go, yeah, that makes total sense. The introvert in mm-hmm. you with just a few people and you knew exactly mm-hmm. what your role was and you like made perfect sense to be in this place because you didn't have to do the whole big team thing. And what do I do if I don't have the ball and yeah. what's my job here? And some people were the captain of that team game. They were the organizer and they're still mm-hmm. doing that, right? They're oh, still that was running. probably
0: me. I was probably bossing people around because I needed they're a role. They're still
1: running the, the booster auction, right? They're yeah. still doing the thing. <laughs> and so, but that conversation that we could have for 15 or 20 minutes Mm -hmm. is, is not inconsequential. Right. And there are no consequences. We Mm -hmm. don't have to be like, so it was better to be on the wall ball court than it was to be on a bench reading books.
0: Okay. So I'm I'm the winner of this fourth
1: grade conversation. Wait, let me finish one more. Okay. 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 Let me just finish because I think people need to have more conversations like that just so that they enjoy talking to each other.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So that when they do get into a conversation about the storage unit, Mm -hmm. which has consequences because we have to make a decision. Right. They can remember that, Oh, I actually like talking to you. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking to my little baby girl that I married and who's acting like a foolish person. I'm talking Mm -hmm. to somebody who's like complex and nuanced. And the reason she's making this call is because she was standing right next to the teacher. And the person who stands right next to the teacher really is thinking about all the whatever, you know, but, um, but my, yeah, that's my new, uh, my new sorry. little jam is I want people to have conversations that are without consequence, but aren't inconsequential. Go Push back.
0: Okay, here's my pushback is that um, I have partners that are afraid to have conversations at all. Yeah, Because in their relationship, they have built up this uh, awareness that when I broach any topic at all, somehow it goes wrong. And so the there trust are consequences, is, there's consequences, but yeah. it's like it shouldn't have gone wrong. Like, right. We're, we're talking about something that is benign. Actually, you know what? Maybe that's the problem is that it has been the, inc- well, it's been conversations that have been shallow. There hasn't mm-hmm. been much depth to it. and they're maybe inconsequential. They're inconsequential. Maybe that's because they're not, it's too easy, right? It doesn't force that they show up as their best self. They feel like they can just kind of go on autopilot and have a conversation. It doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't feel good. They can easily allow it to spiral. But a lot of couples have resistance to having some of these deeper conversations. Like even when we pull out our love map questions uh, or open-ended questions, it, there can be trepidation and fear of of having that level of vulnerability because it hasn't gone well. When I open up and I share some piece of myself, at some point, I have learned the lesson that this isn't a safe space to do it in because mm-hmm. we have gotten into it because it, the conversation has spiraled. We haven't used repairs and I just walk away feeling more disconnected. And so I have learned to put up walls and I don't want to have those meaningful conversations. I just want to mm-hmm. stay up here on the shallow level, I want to talk about shop talk. I want to figure out like kids and their schedules, but I don't want to dig a little bit deeper. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if you are in that space, if you're hearing Zach say, have deeper conversations that don't have consequences and all you're thinking is yes, but there have always been consequences no matter how the conversation started Mm -hmm. or what we're talking about. I think it just, you might need a therapist. You might need some practice. You might need to just step a little bit into the fire and
1: see how it goes. Well, here's the reality. Anyone who is listening to you say that or anyone who is in our office or the people who are coming to this event tonight, they are conceding already that they are interested in learning how to do this better. Okay. Right. That's true. And so like, this is what you got to do. You got to practice. And it could be, there's tons, right? Like who taught you how to ride a bike?
0: Me? Yeah. Oh, my mom. I have the I have best memory of it ever.
1: Cool. Like, let's have that conversation for 10 minutes. Okay. And I'll tell you about how I learned how to ride a bike. And we can talk about learning how to ride a bike. And then we can go, hey, oh my gosh, we're out of time. How about we go get some ice cream? Mm-hmm. I think more conversations ought to end with, you want some ice cream? <laughs> Not like... <laughs> Why?
0: Why? Well, because,
1: because because it's like, it, 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 we just had a nice time. Con- we just had a nice time. We don't have to draw any conclusions. We don't have to like win this conversation. We just go, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to get some ice cream. You want some ice cream? And it's just like the representation of this pleasant way to move on from the thing we were talking about. Mm-hmm. that wasn't a deep conversation that we had mm-hmm. to have about our life. Or... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you about these guys. Um, um, they were going on vacation. And they had a very specific task to have some conversations about their relationship. And when they got back, I said, "How did your conversations go?" And they said, "We didn't do them." And I said, "Why not?" They said, "Well, we just realized we would rather have drinks by the pool, or have sex, or go rock climbing." And I was like, "Of course, all okay. of that sounds really amazing. Like, of course you would do that. But why, why, why wouldn't you also have a conversation with one another?" Well. I was like, well, it's more fun, right? You get to have this nice little buzz or you get to have sex and there's a the dopamine hit and the intimacy, mm-hmm. or maybe you rock climb and you overcome something. Like, why can't your conversations with one another be like that? You're
0: like that? Where you just go, hey, we had a nice hit.
1: conversation. We got a little buzz. We felt intimacy. Mm-hmm. We overcome mm-hmm. a little bit of a challenge. And then we were like, how about we get some ice cream?
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe and they didn't feel prepared by their therapist to go off and do that. stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe, <laughs> Maybe not. they didn't feel Maybe confident. it was their therapist's fault, fault for sure. That yeah. is a possibility. I
0: mean, I always allow myself to be the scapegoat in why people didn't do their homework. So I didn't well, prepare I well think, enough.
1: Well, sure. That is fine. If they blame their therapist, great. That means the two of them are bonding about something. Right. Yeah. And also, it's the exact opposite of saying, why are we supposed to do that? Oh, because... Laura told us to like, right. That sometimes that just needs to be a good enough reason.
0: Cause right? Laura told us
1: to, or, or Zach told us to, or because that nice lady was on the stage with the really appropriate outfit. She told us to, or, the, <laughs> or, or that pie. Why do we listen to this podcast? Well, let's try this thing out. Who was your best friend in fourth grade? What were you doing on the playground? Who did teach you how to ride a bike? Like, let's just talk about those and just enjoy being connected as functional adults in a way that, Helps us, you know, uh, buffer some of the more challenging ones when, you know, preference or pain or precedent comes in and invites you to be a little child.
0: Here's uh, my last tip, and then I think we need to land this lane is that the, <laughs> I think that there is so much power in having a finite beginning and a finite end that like, what's the role? What are we doing here? Okay, we're going to solve a problem. Well, let's take the next 30 minutes to talk about it. And then if we don't reach a conclusion, fine, like we'll come back to it. We'll circle back to it. It's like you set up like these board meetings with your partner. Or um, I think the reason why a date is so powerful is because there's sort of like a finite beginning and a finite end. Sure, And yeah. um, I think that When we establish, hey, like we have two hours with a babysitter, let's go out Mm -hmm. and make the freaking most out of these two hours while we Mm -hmm. have a babysitter. You're going to make the most of that time. Um, When you're on vacation, you have a finite beginning and a finite end. We need to get closer, reconnect, have sex, have these conversations while we're on vacation. So I'm a huge fan of reducing the ambiguity. Here comes little Laura, right? Like I need some rigidity, Mm -hmm. I need some boundaries, I need clarity, I need predictability. Um, I need all of these things. And and when you have one partner that has been bitten in the past or is fearful of entering into this, then set some boundaries around it and say, it's like the stress reducing conversation. It's only gonna last 20 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. You're in, you're out. Uh, set some boundaries around it. Like, Hey, let's just sit down totally. and for the next 20 minutes while we're eating dinner. Let's just go through the open-ended questions card deck, or let's just ask each other about childhood, whatever it might yeah.
1: be. And then dinner's over and you go, do you want some and ice cream?
0: You, yeah. You want some ice cream? Maybe that'll be done. like we're the end. The code word. You want some ice totally. cream?
1: Totally. I'm into it.
0: All right. Um, I'll way. tell you
1: that story later because it's a real story from my real life that I, that I don't want to share on the podcast, but I think you'll get a kick out of it. I
0: think I have heard this story but i don't remember it so we'll Maybe. talk about it after after we hit stop okay all
1: right listen good luck on your talk thank you I hope you hope you change lives
0: i will don't worry they're gonna okay. love me yeah. <laughs> all right adios Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. A couple of resources out there for you. The first one is if you're noticing, like, hmm, maybe we could get a little bit better. Maybe we should have a couples therapist or I could use an individual therapist. Uh, we have partnered with BetterHelp. If you go to try better help, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, BetterHelp dot com forward slash MTR, you get our discount uh, for being able to put you in touch with a therapist in your area. You can utilize that relationship through video conferencing, phone calls, text messages, emails. I mean, it's a therapist at your fingertips. Uh, The second thing is check out Zach's newsletter. Zach, what is the name of your, is it like things I write? I think it's called things I write. You can sign up. I don't have a newsletter. You don't have a newsletter?
1: (laughs) I mean, I have the thing called stuff I write, but I I don't write there very much at all. So, but I appreciate you. um, You say you're plugging it.
0: Well, you can. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Well, if they sign up for it, don't. I mean, whenever you feel like writing, because you obviously have a lot of stuff that you want to talk about. You got your three Ps today. You got your two C's.
1: Yeah. I don't write about therapist stuff over there, though. So I just write. People
0: like you no matter how you show up. (laughs) Hey, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for all of your time and your attention, making this relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death